Ah, the new year. We finally made it through 2020, and we've arrived in 2021. And while last year was full of its heartaches, its sorrows, and its pains, there were a lot of good things that came out of last year, too, surprisingly. Is it possible for us to move forward, hopefully, and looking forward to good things this year? Or, by chance, was the horrible stuff that happened just too much, and it's going to drag us down into a pit of despair in which we can never move forward? Well, welcome to Cafe Discourse, where nothing on the menu is sacred, and we're going to dive into New Year's resolutions and our feelings about this past year. Happy New Year, everyone! We made it through 2020, and I think, I think we all deserve to just have a beer. Forget the coffee. What are you thinking, Kristen? Um, I'm thinking that we made it. We made it through, and uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Deserve it. I, I'm still drinking coffee, but I might add a little Bailey's to it. Yeah. Or just like a whole bottle of wine. Mm, yeah. I mean, it's a little it's a little early in the morning for, for me for wine, but you know. Yeah. It's... You are living in the future, so. I do live in the future. I do. And it's, <laughs> it's bright over here. Like I just told you, I got to see my neighbor's dog. He's doing good. There's a duck on the lake outside. Let me tell you guys, the future's bright. <laughs> Worst intro ever. Okay, <laughs> welcome to Cafe Discourse. Today, I, your host, Christina, and... And I, your host, Kristen. Want to help you ring in the new year by just chit-chatting about the old year. And remembering all the good times. <laughs> <laughs> You tried. You tried so hard. <laughs> like, I, it's hard to even talk about 2020 and not just be like, yeah, that was a that was a dumpster fire. You know, but not just like the dumpster was on fire. It was a dumpster fire in the middle of a field that was on fire, in the middle of a country that was on fire, which, guess what? January 1st of last year, there was a fire in Australia. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so that's where the dumpster fire came from. <laughs> well, I got to see snow this year and go play in some snow, so it wasn't all bad, was it? Um, I'm a Floridian, so, you know, as a Floridian, I feel like snow is always bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had... We had a really big winter storm come through. I'm here in Southern California, and we had a really big winter storm come through. Uh, the Like the week between Christmas and New Year's, there was like two days of storm. And uh, we live a, a, you know, a good hour to two hour drive from some of the mountain areas that just get covered in snow when there's a, a good winter storm. And so we drove up the mountain to play in the snow for an hour or two and then we chased that storm home we we followed the the storm home and that was that was an experience that i i will not feel any need to ever repeat if driving on the freeway down the mountain in the snow for 2000 feet of elevation further than the snow was supposed to be <laughs> Because the snow just kept going. Oh. It just kept being snowy. Yeah, no, I mean, I went to the beach yeah. last year. It was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You know, we had a cold snap too, though, and I can't quite remember when, because it yeah. was just that traumatic. I blocked it out. But yeah, it was colder here than the Netherlands, because my friend in the Netherlands was writing me saying, "Wait, how cold is it there?" I was like, "It's 38 degrees." Then he had to think for a moment because he didn't know what Fahrenheit meant for a second. And then he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're at 42 degrees. And I was like, I hate you. I hate you in your warm country right now. Well, with all of that said, let's have a little bit more uh, focus on what it is that we're going to be talking about today. Um, we teased in the last episode a little bit about New Year's resolutions. And I, I think that we had a little bit more to say on the topic or concept of New Year's resolutions we're going to read and respond to some emails that we got from a listener and uh, we're going to we're going to talk about how awesome 2020 was because we're here to be controversial and uh, it's what we do. Um 2020 was an awesome year. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like me to? I mean, I can make an argument for it if you want. Mm. I don't think the listeners will agree with me at all, but I can do it. <laughs> Oh. No, really, I can. Listen, <laughs> there's always more good things that happen in a year than in bad things. It's just that your memory is more focused on the bad. And I know this for a fact, at least in my life, because unlike most people, I got a 2020 planner January of last year from my bank. And like an idiot, I thought, I'm going to fill this with all the fun stuff I'm going to do. And that, no, didn't happen. So after I lost my job, I started using my planner, but I started filling out just stuff I was doing each day of the week. Like, it's a whole journal filled. Yeah. Kristen can see it. Y'all can't. But I just filled it with things that I did, like went to work. Or on the 23rd of October, I had a Dr. Pepper. Oh, so, nice. There oh, yeah. Know. And that's newsworthy. Let me tell you. It's a good year when you've had a Dr. Pepper. And the truth is, I've had more neutral days, good days, and just kind of, eh, they exist days. Versus, you know, nervous breakdowns, crying in corners. But... I mean, we can't negate the fact that, yeah, a lot of bad stuff happened last year. And And if we're not careful, it's going to happen again this year. That's right. Because that's the kind of energy I bring into the new year. Oh. (laughs) Well, no, it's a good energy to have if you don't learn from these mistakes. If we don't figure out how they happened, we're not only doomed to repeat it, we are literally doomed to set ourselves up for it. Like, 2020 Mm. didn't just accidentally happen. Almost everything that went down that year was human error. I mean, you can almost argue that even the hurricanes were caused by human error, you know, with climate change. Yeah. I mean, it was a rough year. But how are the reconstruction efforts going in the Great Barrier Reef? Because I understand that without tourism, they they got a, a lot of progress made towards some of the recovery there. Yeah, they did. But to be honest with you, I know it's going to sound horrible and being pessimistic. The issues that we have with climate change are still so much worse than just everyone taking one year off. We really need to make drastic changes if we want to to, to do something with that. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying, like... It's true, though. It, it was a little bit of a wake-up call for some people to see how quickly everything cleaned up just by having, like, 80% of the population not driving to work every day. Yeah, well... I feel like that's the hope from last year, is if we actually do look at it, analyze it, acknowledge scientific fact, America, and and apply it to our lives, there's hope for all the situations we're facing. 
Like, maybe we can Generous. fix the climate change issues. We can deal with our social economic problems. We can, we could do this, team. Go world. Go planet Earth. I'm laughing and crying on the inside. There is, there's hope. There's hope. Sure. I'm not an optimist as a human, like, this this is not a mode I operate in well, so I'm trying really hard to not, like, just feed into a cycle of, of being very uh, negative. <laughs> I'm just going to say, yes, there is hope. There's hope for 2020. Now, um, 2021, okay, sorry. Okay, now that it's over? There's hope for, there's hope for 2020. Uh, there's... there's- there's hope for 2021. We'll we'll see how that goes. Um, so far, so far, I've had a really good breakfast. <laughs> see, this is what we get when we don't actually have a topic really hammered out. <laughs> so, New Year's resolutions. Oh man. Yeah, let's talk about New Year's resolutions. I I I think I kind of expressed a little bit in the last episode how I don't like New Year's resolutions. How I don't like the idea of just being like, we're closing the book on this year and I'm going to be a better person starting tomorrow or starting on the 1st of January or whenever. Like, because as I said in the last episode, if I want to become a better person or make a life change, I can do that at any moment. I can do that at any time. And I can just say like, all right, so starting today, I'm going to drink less coffee and drink more water and, you know, whatever. But today happens to be the 1st of January, so I wouldn't do it today just out of spite. Um. <laughs> I think New Year's resolutions, I think with any significant date, I do think the human brain is kind of wired to enjoy these important dates. It's kind of like we like to track our birthdays. We like to know what seasons are coming up and blah, blah, blah. And I can't remember where I read it. But once I read it's easier to start new habits if you begin them at the beginning of something. So like pick a Monday to start, you know, a new diet or to start exercising again. Don't try to start on a Thursday because your brain just doesn't enjoy that kind of a start. So, I mean, I can understand why people go, it's the first of the year. You feel like it's a fresh start. And even though I never agreed with that before, this year I really do feel it. Like New Year's has been baller, team. Like, I, I honestly feel like today is significantly <laughs> more different than the last 360, was it six days? Was that a leap year? Oh my God, it was yep. a leap year. It was a leap year. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, can you feel my, my dread coming out of that year? I'm like, oh God, it was a whole day longer than it needed to be. <sighs> I'm sorry. But but we got that, that extra day in before the rest of the... Uh... Before the before the crazy yeah, but the insanity was still in full force, you know. Before yeah, I think that this um, year, and I think that as you were saying, just like the the pattern recognition, the psychological needs and benefits of doing something at the beginning of something, but also like there is truly, and this is something I've only come recently to to appreciate a little bit more the idea of like the collective um not like the collective conscience but like just so many people looking at a date or a time or like an idea with so much positivity 
that we have the ability to like make it better just just by everyone having the same kind of positive focus on it. And I think that there is definitely a value to be held in the idea of like the new year is going to be the start of new things and people just have an anticipation about it where it's got like we all have a drive to make this year better and by marking it as a new year with new things to come there's a lot more people making an effort to put positivity into it and put positivity out from what they're doing and into the world like that it just I, I don't know it just it it is there is a benefit to that that I'm only recently coming to appreciate the full extent of because like I said I've always been like super down on on resolutions and the idea of being like well new year yeah I'm like woohoo whoop de doo like it, it's a new year and it's still it's still Friday like um but this year I've definitely like feel a lot more personal acknowledgement and responsibility to to come into this year with more positivity. Um, and just like my own personal responsibility to bring more positivity into the world and that this is a good moment for that because there are so many people who are trying to bring more positivity in the world. So that's the thing. That's the thing Chris was yelling at me about last night, you know. Being super negative, just being like, you yeah. need to be more positive. <laughs> I mean, I could go dive into my own philosophy, but that's not the point here. I, I think looking at it, like you said, people getting that new idea, that new start, and that new change. I think a lot of people are also against it in that, yeah, there's this blending. Like, all your problems didn't stop just because we switched to a new year or a new week or a new moment. And who you were then and the challenges you have then are very much still a part of you. And you can't just up and decide, you know, I have serious trauma in my life. I'm just going to not let that slow me down anymore. And I'm going to be positive. You know, that's that's not actually within the scope of the ability to do. And I think that's why a lot of people can be down on a New Year's resolution and just be like, what's the point of it? The year didn't really change. Nothing's really changed. This is awful. Versus people like me where, yes, I, I mean, I've had my issues, but, I mean, last year, as bad as it was, didn't actually beat me down to the point where I couldn't get back up. Like, I didn't have that moment last year. So, for me, I feel like it's really easy to be super hopeful and optimistic and, yeah, I'm really going to change these things about myself. I'm going to take time to write every day and I'm going to clean my room and be an organized person. It's going to happen. Maybe not, you know, January 1st, <laughs> but I'm hoping by the 7th I reorganize this desk. Don't you laugh at me. I never said I was going to do my resolutions every single day. Some will. Not all will. Going to hit my weight goal? I'm really close. I'm only a pound away. Drink more Dr. Pepper. Drink more Dr. Pepper. Just for everybody knows, I'm like skinny, skinny, skinny. So when I talk weight issues, I'm just putting on weight and it confuses people. And they're like, why do you want to put on weight? And it's like, it's kind of not your business. I know the healthy weight from my body, and I am getting there. And I am happy with my body. Deal with it. I understand a lot of people are trying to lose weight for New Year's resolutions. But yeah. And it's not because I think I'm, I'm too skinny that I'm ugly or anything. It's I want to be healthy. I want to have a little bit of weight on my body in the event I get sick. I have, you know, some fat reserves to lose. You know? 
I'm just saying, you see people go into a hospital and they come out and they're as thin as a pole. I'm already thin as a pole. If I go in, I'm going to come out a skeleton and you know it. I don't have time for that. Yeah. Human skeleton weighs about 25 pounds, though. So apparently. <laughs> apparently. The average. Well, I want to Fun, fun facts that. I learned in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, but yeah, I do think there are some people understanding that when you set a resolution, it needs to be reasonable. It needs to be within your limits. Otherwise, you are just setting yourself up for failure and you're not going to feel good about yourself. So yeah, if you if you are struggling with depression, maybe setting the goal of making certain to drink enough water throughout the year to get some exercise and speak with a counselor are realistic goals. But if you set the goal of becoming the embodiment of rainbows and sunshine, <laughs> I mean, <sighs> that's not optimism. That's delusion. There's there's very much a difference, you know? Hmm. I'm optimistic <laughs> about my water drinking. I am not optimistic about becoming rainbow dash yeah i would have went with pinkie pie but <laughs> yeah she's not a unicorn and then i was like well twilight and rarity aren't really happy bright people <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know who's a happy unicorn like i should know <laughs> you should who's a happy unicorn sweetie bell here we go sweetie bell's a happy yeah. unicorn <laughs> oh. yeah I'm a brony. Did I mention that before? No, you have not mentioned that before on the podcast. I haven't? Oh, yeah, I'm a brony. So. I like My Little Pony. I can't say I'm obsessed with it anymore, but, you know, it was fun. There was a time. It was a time. I'm that kind of person. It was a time, it was a time when you needed it, and it was there for you. Yeah. It was cute. And I lived in Japan, and everything was kawaii culture. So, like, I could walk around holding my Pinkie Pie stuffy, and it was just like, you're so cute like everyone else. And I was like, yeah, I am. <laughs> then I came back to the States, and I was like, the show's still baller, so I'm going to keep watching it. There you go. Yeah. New Year's resolutions. Solved it. Solved it. <laughs> In other words, I think you should compliment yourself on just being cautiously hopeful. I don't think you should try to push yourself to be optimistic. I don't think anybody should push themselves to be optimistic. Dear listeners, set realistic goals. That's what I'm telling you to do. We got this. We do. <laughs> it's been such a crazy year. I'm going to bring up something else completely random just because that's fun. And also going into this year, we can look forward to... I mean, I want to talk about climate change. How about globalization the more people getting to know each other and like science in general we got to talk about that at least being here in america dear listeners the distrust of science that some people have is so mind-boggling like oh Kristen, explain it for me because i'm struggling oh there's just such an open hand philosophy that people come to with science where it's like there's so much of this that I just don't like and I don't have, I get enough nonsense information from everybody and nobody's citing their sources, so I'm just not going to believe anything. Yeah. Even the people who are citing their sources and have done the experimental, you know, have, have the experimental data and have the information, but yeah, no, let's... <laughs> <laughs> I just don't even want to get into science right now with yeah. 
I think actually some people it's that they don't understand it. Therefore they fear it. And that automatically Mm -hmm. makes it an enemy for them. Or that's been my experience down here. I mean, I don't know how it is in California. I feel like Californians are more educated than Floridians, but I I don't know if that's true. But I don't have the data. Yeah, I don't have the data. I just would like to assume that they are. But yeah, I just, a lot of people are so confused by it. Like they don't understand how vaccines work. They don't understand how research works. They don't understand how basic anything, really, biology, germs. (laughs) I saw this video this morning, and at first I thought this was a joke because I was like, there's no way this is real. And it was this lady had a spray bottle of vinegar, and she went outside and an airplane passed over her house. You know those little trails it leaves behind them? Yeah. She's like, that's a chemtrail. And she starts spraying the bottle in the air. And she's like, if you watch, this will make it go away. Kristen, she was dead serious about it. She really thought that spraying vinegar out into the air in her backyard was going to get rid of the lines in the sky. And I'm like, this woman's tripping. She's tripping balls. <laughs> like, I think we should really change the focus of this podcast to, to you reacting to videos and news stories that you've seen. <laughs> And then just telling me about them because I'm really, I'm really enjoying this. Oh my God, the shit I've seen. Like, don't show me the videos. Don't, don't don't send me the articles. Just, I just want you to tell me about them. See, I don't know if I'm actually doing them justice because I'm sure somebody knows about these chemtrails and could tell you something better. I promise you vinegar ain't the answer if that were something that could hurt you up there. Like, I'm just... I saw a beautiful sunset one night with clouds that looked like chemtrails. Like, there was just striped clouds across the whole sky, which is here, between the beach and the mountains, happens frequently with the high level of winds that come in off the coast. And just the way that it, like, makes the cloud shapes, it's a common cloud shape that we get here. And this was, like, one of the most gorgeous sunsets I had seen in a really long time. And I I walked in to work the next day and was like, dude, did you see that sunset last night? And my coworker was like, yeah, like immediately like ready to be angry. And I was like, gosh, it was so beautiful. It was really. And she goes, they're chemtrails. What? The chemtrails are not beautiful. It's poison. And I was like, what? Are you talking about? The the sky was pretty. Can you just appreciate that the sky was pretty, but it's poison? But see, here's the thing. If you get one of these people who are like, chemtrails are poison, but that climate change ain't wrecking the world, you got to look at them and go, okay, those are conflicting ideas. You can't believe both of well, those, see, right? This, this wasn't one of those people. Okay. This is someone who very much believed climate change was... Okay, good. I was going to be like, because if they don't, that that confuses me. Like I said, the stuff that comes out of planes, no doubt, has something that can hurt you. But you'd have to be close to it. It's like it's not different from the cars. It really isn't. You're breathing that stuff anyway. You should work toward building better airplanes if you really want to get rid of these, quote, chemtrails, unquote. Not scream and hem and haw and be like, I don't understand the government's trying to get me. No, nobody's trying to get you. Go invest in science. Teach your kids science so they can grow up and develop more solar-powered this, that, the other. Like, you'd solve all of these problems that you think we have if you would just actually listen to the real problems that we do have. You know, just... 
go love on the earth guys go hug a tree so episode idea for the future chemtrails when we actually do research on yeah because i have no idea what they really are and <laughs> dear listeners if, or why people if are you've upset. got something on it tell me because i watched this video and it was just i felt like it was so dumb i just couldn't in that moment i couldn't anymore i just couldn't well, we can't talk about 2020 without jumping into some, like, social issues. I feel like there were a lot of social issues that people took more seriously this year than they had in previous years, you know? Well, and I think a large part of that, and as a lot of people have pointed out, is that people had the time, because they weren't working their 40-hour work week, had the time to actually stand up and say something, do something, attend a protest, like like whatever various different, you know... People had time to actually engage emotionally with topics that they intellectually cared about. You know, oh, I intellectually care about the state of the country when it comes to race relations. I care intellectually about it. Mm. But, like, do I have time and emotional capacity to engage with that? Most of the time, no. Not when I'm working 40 hours a week. Not when I'm driving my commute was an hour and a half to three hours of driving every day 10 to 15 hours in the car every week where I was just like this is my only time to process anything also I'm driving and it's dangerous for me to emotionally process things right yep. now um so yeah like I think that one of the big benefits of the pandemic was that people had the capacity to do things and care about things and make a stand on things that they couldn't before, which is why I do think that this has been a good year for social issues to be brought to the forefront. Now, has the change happened yet that needs to happen? Have we made the improvements to the degree that we should have? Probably not. We still have a lot of work to do, but we're being hopeful for 2021. Mm -hmm. And approaching this with a more positive mindset because, yeah, we're going to get some shit done and we're going to we're going to make the world a better place. A place that's more fair and open for everybody to live here. Yay. I mean, you do have to consider that, I mean, overall in human history, death by war is down, believe it or not. Death by disease is down a lot, believe it or not, you know. Who used to die constantly from sicknesses, childbirth, all that mess. Just violence in general is down in the world. We are progressively moving toward a better, safer globe. It's just there are the issues that we new cre- issues that we create that we have to face now. Along with yeah, the residual hurt and pain from older issues. You know, I think especially with like the race issues here. You know, they they hit me hard. I think they hit anybody hard, but like my parents were alive during civil rights movements. This wasn't, you know, a hundred years ago. It was like 60 years ago. 60, 61 years, something like that. This, there's a lot of people who are still alive from the times when we were all segregated as a nation. There are people who are alive who were present when people would actively and openly kill and hurt gay and lesbian people. Like, this isn't stuff that's gone out of the memories of people. It's still very much real for them. And I think, especially when I watch the young people, we got to talk about the TikTok because that was huge. Like I, I watch these young people on TikTok and they seem so much more aware and more present minded of differences and different people than I did at their age. And I was a biracial kid growing up in the 90s. Like I could look around and be like, people are different. I knew that. But these TikTok kids, some of them are, are way more woke 
than I ever was. And it's, I am encouraged watching the young peoples express themselves, connect with each other, talk to each other. And it's one of the reasons why I, I very much support the internet and is for all of its craziness. I support social media. Yes, it makes some of us feel more disconnected, but at the end of the day, it's brought a lot more people together than it's actually divided. You choosing to be on your phone instead of talking to the person at the table in front of you separates you. I used to be able to do that by drawing stuff on the napkin when I didn't want to talk to the person. You didn't need your phone to distract you. Don't even pretend, listener, that you haven't had one of those times where someone's talking and in your mind you're thinking, oh God, when are they going to shut up? You ain't connecting to them. Now your phone just gives you an excuse. And if you're feeling that way right now, you can just pause the podcast. We'll wait. We'll wait. <laughs> we will. I mean, turn us off. I get it. But I just, I look at everybody getting to know different people. Like, I, I have friends from around the world who were able to give me news tips and heads up on things that were going on in other places. Because the American news was very, very focused on local issues or whatever it was. That you tend to forget that, yeah. There's advances happening. There's countries doing better around the world. There's there's good things happening. Thank you, local news channel telling me we're all going to die. Or whatever they were telling me at the time. I, I bounced <laughs> around from so many news sources to try to gather different news. <laughs> Including Twitter one night when the media went silent during protests. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. I need to know what's going on. No, but, like, it's definitely a very, like positive thing for me to see too as you were saying just the way that people have been able to be connected and I know that globalization has pros and cons and I know that there's a lot of challenges that come with globalization and people being able to engage with a bigger world engage with cultures that they haven't encountered before and just like learning but I feel like this year I'm going to make this point a little more clear. I feel like this year I've seen people be more willing to engage with other cultures in a respectful way as opposed to engaging with other cultures in like an entertainment way where people are like, oh, like I got to travel around the world and I've seen these other cultures and these things are an entertainment to me or something to observe versus... This year, the the observations I've made of this kind of globalization, and like you were saying, the way the kids are doing these days, the the respect that people are having, and just you know, call call it oversensitivity if you want to, but like there is there is a huge benefit to treating other cultures and other experiences that you encounter through this global structure of the internet and through this globalization that's been happening for years approaching everyone and everything that you encounter there with that sensitivity and respect has been like so encouraging to see at least in like you know the tiktok youngs and all of that like Mm. i don't know for me it's been it's been a big shift and change also like I, I definitely see a lot less of the negativity by not being on Facebook mm-hmm. anymore. But um, no, I mean, there is something to be said about that. too. I, I, the, the mental strain being that kind of connected to people has been. I mean, I have had mm-hmm. very difficult conversations that I otherwise would not have had to have even dealt with via the Facebook. So even one friend have had to move to restricted because I was like, you know what? I just can't listen to you 
or the people who are yelling at you right now. And you're my friend. I really don't want to damage the friendship. So you know what? I'm going to cut your ideas off for a little while because I need a break. It's too much. Or I'll snooze people for 30 days because it's like, yeah, this is getting heated. And it's not leading to healthy discourse. It's leading to just straight out fighting, arguments, and both of us getting the idea that the other person's a bad person. And I do think that takes a certain level of maturity on all of our parts to be like, you know what? So-and-so isn't speaking clearly anymore. I'm going to back off for a few minutes and we can come back to this topic later. So like that person, I'm going to wait until we can meet again in person to be like, okay, now that you're looking at me in my face, let's talk about these issues as opposed to you're online and you forget that I'm your friend and the things you're saying to me are quite hurtful. And yeah. And where I'm not so angry, I'm like, you know what? Let me not talk because I know I'm going to say something that hurts this person and I'm not doing that. I have an avoidant personality. I think I've mentioned. So yeah, being that connected can be bad. Take those mental health days, guys. Turn off your social Mm media. You're right. You did it. Do it. After, after like four months of not being on Facebook, like I still have the account so I can use Messenger, but I logged into Facebook. Oh, I was on for like 15 minutes and I just went into a major depressive spiral like for for like two or three hours after. I was just like, I felt, I felt emotionally hungover from just spending 15 yeah. minutes on Facebook. <laughs> like, wow, that was a lot. You know, I mean, it's a place where everybody feels they can just put their ideas unfiltered sometimes, which I kind of like that. I like to know what's going through people's heads. But yeah, no, there. I took Facebook off my phone. It is only on my Chromebook. So only when I'm on the Chromebook can I check Facebook. All my other devices? No. It's like, this is the Facebook device. You know, a lot of my other friends I talk to on Discord and whatnot, and... Because they're in specific Mm, servers, it tended to be about specific topics. But I found a lot of encouragement there and comfort. But they're friends, as opposed to Facebook, where I have accepted people who were more like acquaintances. So they have very different ideas than I do. You know, it's kind of the same, I guess, with TikTok. I'm only following people who probably have similar ideas to my own. But I've enjoyed having the opportunity to, to understand an opposing viewpoint. And listen to, yeah, people tell me why, no, your Black Lives Matter movement is stupid and shouldn't exist and is counterproductive to America because of XYZ. And to have the opportunity to read through their their comments, their thoughts, I think it was valuable because I think it's going to help me better explain my position to them. I mean, I do not have the mental impression that Black Lives Matter is bad. I don't. I think it's a good thing. I'm glad it's here. I'm glad it's happening. But I want to understand why some people don't like it and why they consider themselves not racist for not liking it. Because they still have, they may have valid points and they still matter. They are valid people. And I want them to come along. I want us to all get on the same page where we can all live here and be happy. I don't really want to cut you people off and that's not what I'm about. I mean, that's what racism wants us to do is to stay divided. So fuck that. Let's work together. Let's fix this. Get on board. I don't care if you're a white supremacist. Let's figure out why you are, why you really have an issue with me. Let's attack that insecurity and that issue 
and move on. Because that's usually what it came down to with most people who were against it. It was a, you feel like someone's coming and taking everything that makes you feel happy and comfortable away. It's not that I have darker skin per se. It's that I'm different. You don't understand it. And you're scared I'm coming to get you. And I'm not. And once you understand that, you begin to go, maybe my ideas are a little fucked up. And I should reevaluate them. And I'm like, yeah. And maybe my first impression that you're a horrible human being who wants nothing more but to hurt me at every, you know, turn you get is probably also not the best impression of you. Maybe you're really just a confused person who, who's never met a person of color before. Wow, let's have a real conversation and get to know each other and people who don't like me. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm nothing but lovable. Or if they could hate me for an actual personality trait, that's fine. Like, oh, you're a jerk or you're highly opinionated and I can't stand that. But you're dark skinned. I just, I'm going to have to hate you now. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. Is that, is that why you're choosing an audio medium? People can't see your skin. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to lie, sometimes as a writer, one of my favorite things to do is write anything, because no one assumes that you're anything but what they are if they agree with your ideas. Mm, Yeah. Well, dear listeners, I know we weren't really talking anything specific today. Just kind of a, remember last year? And we complained about it. But we, we just want you to know that we love to hear from you guys about the things we talked about. And the best way to do that is to email us. And guess what? We have an email, dear listeners. Irma, Gerd, and Irma. We got an email. Oh, I did not ask if I could use their name. So we had um, an email from one of our listeners. And there was no request to remain anonymous. So um, just... We'll, we'll leave an, uh, anonymity in place for this, but in the future, if you do send us an email and you don't want us to use our name, your name, please state that. And uh, also, if you feel so inclined, include your pronouns so that we can be respectful. Um, so this particular email we got was replying and just engaging with some of the childhood development and... The, the viewpoint challenging that we discussed. And I really, the one part of this that I really wanted to dig into was um, their thoughts about uh, why challenging someone else's ideas, it can, like, why people challenge ideas. Because we discussed in the episode how it you can do that in order to learn or you can do that in order to um, change someone else's mind. And the, and the writer said, I think there's a third reason, which is to form a stronger version of your viewpoint, allowing my iron view to become a steel view. It may change in the process, but the change is more valuable to me than the consistency. I don't know why people make straw man arguments. Fighting straw only makes you good at fighting straw. So this idea that hoping, like, as we engage with topics that we may or may not agree with, like, that we form a more concrete, more steel, more firm view of our own viewpoints. While our viewpoints may not stay the same through that process, they may change, but they become stronger. I really, I really wanted to at least um, respond to that in that, like, I really, really appreciated just the open hand nature that that approaches your own 
viewpoint. Like, hey, my viewpoint, I want to make it stronger, but I'm not going to sit here and say it has to stay the same. I'm willing to let my viewpoint change a little bit as it becomes stronger. Yes, I agree. Because, I mean, yeah, if you know you're right or you have the right idea, you shouldn't be going into it thinking, I want to have my idea changed. I want to have my idea strengthened. I want to figure out why my argument is right, why my argument is consistent. And yeah, it would be taking it from iron to steel up to maybe platinum one day or diamond what's the new minecraft sword that's really netherite. strong netherite yeah take it up to netherite this way not so you could be you know like look at me i've got the best argument but you can go in and convince people here's the truth and this is why it's concrete and now we can move further in society with what we know or you can move further in your ideas i like it thank you our anonymous emailer for this week Thank you so much for joining us today as we rambled through 2020 and uh, hopefully found a brighter dawn in 2021. If you want to engage with us and, you know, just, you know, whine or complain about 2020 or share why we shouldn't be so hopeful about 2021, um, you can do that at thecafediscourse at gmail.com. We would love to hear your thoughts on the episode, future topics that we could discuss, and um, your... Just New Year's resolution. New, oh, yes. And your New Year's resolutions. Until next time. Keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. Cheers. Cheers.